Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. mintmobile.com/switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month, unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month, face lower speeds, videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get 6 months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after 6 months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. Oh, hey. <laughs> We've barbecued you loads of different fish. Mm. We've made, um, I made a chana dal uh, like little curry, oh, but I also Andy. made a green bean courgette. Lovely quick pan curry for you because I wasn't sure about the chickpeas with your keto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what? My, the specialist said to me that I can I can start introducing carbs into a little bit. Carbs. Well, you know and what? I, I thought can't come here and not eat. <laughs> <laughs> Today's the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's a good day <laughs> yeah, yeah. to have a carb. Come to the garden because I made Nikita has made a steeper. A steeper. We're calling it. Of a bina steeper, yeah. so basically a steeper is. I'm just making these teas because I love making different teas mm. and just pouring them over ice. Yeah. So this is lemon verbena with uh, rosemary, bit of nasturtium, mint oh stuff that I grew on my balcony. And lemon. Oh, that sounds amazing. And a bit amazing. of lemon really lime. So and fresh. did you put the ginger syrup? In? And a bit of ginger syrup. And honey, this is so up your street. I mean, I oh know. I'm gas. This is me. This is me. Glass. That makes me so happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Let me give you yes, loads of ice. Did you know? I don't know. <laughs> I just felt the day and I felt the energy. Cheers! Cheers. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Such a nice way to spend the night. Wait, Mum. I mean, this is your verbena steeper. <laughs> <laughs> If we were Dave. If we were Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So welcome, Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Welcome, Ali. So who have you brought? I have brought lunch? my bestie. Uh, this is oh. Reggie Sharma. We have been friends for over 20 years, I yes. would say. We wow. met working at Radio One and ended up moving in together. I would have been 20, like five, 20. Oh, we had our tw a joint 25th birthday. Yeah. Oh, so you're the so same age. So we were 24, yeah, yeah, we're nine, yeah, days, nine apart. days apart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh sisters. Yeah, yeah, proper like sisters. Proper yeah, yeah. sisters. Yeah. Should I say what I've cooked <laughs> for the sisters? Some barbecued fish, because you're a pescatarian. I'm pescatarian, yeah. And you are, you don't eat beef, and you're keto. Yeah, I'm keto at the moment, yeah. Which basically means, well, you have been, but we're going to get a bit carby today. Yeah, slightly, I'm going to pull out the carbs though. Pull yeah. out the carbs though. Yeah. So we've made barbecued fish, three different kinds. Trevally, mackerel, Ooh. and snapper, oh, spice yes. rub, a little bit of brine, and then barbecued quite hard and fast on the grill, yeah. and then finished with a nasturtium oil, oh, which uh, Makita grew the nasturtium. <laughs> <nasturtiums. laughs> oh my arm! Oh my arm! <laughs> 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 
Yes. On my balcony, which is called Moon Bar. And so this nasturtium is blessing under the full moon. Wow. Blessed nasturtium. This is so magical nasturtium. And a few nasturtium flowers and lovely fresh herbs. Then there is a little pan curry over there with green beans and courgettes and chili and ginger and garlic and a couple of other little spices. There's a chana dal, chana bean, chickpeas, which is a chickpea curry. There are sweet potato, caramelized onion and sweet potato roti, a fresh coconut pomegranate. Granite, herb, spring onion, lamb's lettuce salad. Oh, we are so blessed. Thank you. Honestly, thank you so much. Oh, I'm thrilled. So so nice to be cooked for it. I cannot tell you. And it's my favourite thing to do, so we're all on a win, aren't we? We've just come back from holidays. We went to Sweden. So basically, I taught my husband and my kids how to fish because I I did a lot of fishing when I was a kid. My dad was a fisherman. Oh, my goodness. And we spent two weeks fishing and didn't catch one fish. What? <laughs> so clearly, I'm a bit out of practice. <laughs> like, like nothing. <laughs> nothing, babe. Nothing. But all. it's but fishing. Thank I, you so I, much, I always think that fishing is not necessarily about catching the fish. It's the time it's the spent process. together. That's what it? I was trying to tell them. Like, <laughs> you've got to enjoy the calm. You're one with nature. It's true. And they're just like, where's the fish? Yeah. Line? I was thinking about stories that we were going to be telling about each other, and there's like so many. Yeah. And now you've just mentioned fishing. <laughs> Oh, uh, my God! <laughs> there was the one episode in our friendship where she decided that she was presenting on the culture show. She'd pitched an idea of, like, women in fishing. Right. And they were like, oh, can you bring somebody who would never fish? <laughs> yeah. And we're going to wake them up at 4 a.m. And I was there at 6 a.m. in the morning oh. in waders. We, we learned how to fly fish on beautiful yeah, yeah. You must really I love her. Did you eyes. catch something? Okay. I, I caught a really tiny fish. That's, that was it. The, we were talk, trying to catch salmon. There's a photo of, um, of oh, me God. and Reggie and these two old, <laughs> old fellas, old fishermen. And it is, yeah. it's gold. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They were really nice. I, I really like their company, to be honest. I, I do think the there's something about mm. these days finding ways to spend that kind of quiet, Babe. contemplative yeah. time together. It's really difficult, actually, Thank getting that kind of time and space. It really Would you is. like a bit of roti? You know what? I'm going to try a little bit, yeah. Can I just say, these flavours are reminding me so much of home. Oh, yes. people, like, where are your family from, Reggie? Uh, they're Punjabi, so they're from North India. Right. I mean, we've always grown up cooking and always been around foodies. We were very lucky, obviously, to do the series we did around the Caribbean for the BBC. and, oh, and so that, we So we had good, you know, BBC researchers yeah. on our ancestry and found out so much. Mm. I was wondering if you knew much about yours, Annie. Yeah, I do. I, my brother is actually mad into family trees. Yeah. So he's done both sides now. How many siblings have you got? I've got, I'm the youngest of four. It's not that exciting. Like, um, no, come on. My mum's family are from Northern Ireland. They're all, my mum grew up on a farm. It was all very, like, there was no money. It was very poor. And they grew up on a pig farm, which is why she's a staunch vegetarian. Right. And brought us up to be vegetarian. They all had like 11 brothers and sisters, you know. Wow. Like, so there's crazy a whole need for you. A lot of us left. So yeah. my grandparents' generation, 60% of them went to England or Canada. Yeah. Everyone just leaves Ireland. Yeah. That's the kind of inevitable path. People just go. Seeking opportunity. Why, is that yeah. why? Is that why do you think? It's seeking opportunity. It's not being able to afford to... Like, there's no work a lot of the time in Ireland. So you leave to send money home. There's mm. the Indian-African diasporic connection. But there's also the Irish coming yeah. to that yes. and the Scottish coming to that as well, right? And that Irish, black people, brown people thing. I'm, I, You know, I remember when I first came to London, I didn't really know loads of Irish people until I mm. kind of got to London. So, and I just remember being amazed at how similar Mm. like how much I understood Irish culture because it's like loud it's, and food yeah. and shouty Very and space. hitty yeah. 
Radio 1, early noughties. It's kind of like one of the most powerful places in Britain in the media at that time. Like, Radio 1 was the place, the voice that people listened to. What was it, it like? It was Chris Moyle's era. Yeah. You know, it was, he really did have the monopoly on radio, breakfast radio. Mm-hmm. Big characters mm. in the station. And me and Reggie both worked in Specialist Music and we worked in a room, which was called what? Why G12, but they G12. called it the dark side. <laughs> Because, because it was just full of weirdos, basically. <laughs> nice. What yeah. they Misfits. Best and it place. was. It was full of amazing weirdos. Yeah. I mean, was, you know, John Peel was in there. He would mm. fall asleep under his newspaper every afternoon. Yeah. Annie Nightingale was there with the messiest desk in the room. You know, you had the dream team coming in, doing kicky-uppies in the corner. Fabio and Groove Rider. Joss Peterson. Like, oh what God, an amazing... A, that's yeah. a great like, room. What an amazing room of people. And me and Reggie were just, like, trying to hold it down, you yeah. know? <laughs> trying to be cool. <laughs> I remember that. I remember the first time I saw Dream Team, and I was like such a garage head anyway. And I was like, "Oh my god, it's Mikey B." I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the, like, like just like trying to talk to him, and be like all cool at my desk. Yeah. Like, and also, it was trance, so it was like Judge Jules. Yeah, Dave oh my Pierce. God, you Judge used Jules. to be into trance, didn't you? So that I was, was like, a big Judge Jules yeah. fan. Yeah, that that was probably my first like moment where I got starstruck at the Christmas party when I met Judge mm. Jules and I was like, come on, do it. Those Radio 1 Christmas parties were intense. Oh my God, babe. Yeah, yeah. Because I joined, I started working at Radio 1 when I was um, 18 at One oh, Extra wow, and then yeah. came started doing Radio 1 stuff at 19. I was so scared and you, Annie, were so lovely to me. Oh, thank fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She was so lovely. I was so I was oh, babe. out. And also I wanted to talk about the kind of um difference between being a kind of radio presenter and a DJ. Mm. And I guess that's why you're in the wit people room. Because mm. I think there was like, you know, there was Sarah Cox, beautiful, brilliant, mm. uh, brilliant broadcaster. Uh, Edith was there. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was that kind of time, Colin Murray, but Annie felt like the cool girl who knew yeah. her shit in the corner. And I was like, who's she? Mm. I remember thinking that you stood out. And I wonder mm. if that was intentional for you to make sure that you stood out in that place, in that kind of world of Radio 1. I mean, not at all. There was no kind of agenda of how to be. I think it was just kind of how do I... I was hungry and ambitious, mm-hmm. without a doubt, and I really wanted my own show. They came up with the whole idea of my show coming from the perspective of the dance floor. So you had all these dance music experts, Pete Tong doing house, Judge Jules doing trance, Dream Team mm-hmm. doing garage, Fabian Groove doing jungle, all of these guys, experts in their field and very revered as DJs. And I was coming at it as someone who wasn't a professional DJ right. and was just a fan. So they were like, why don't we do a show that is dance music, but way more like from a fan perspective. So it's like, instead of her coming from the booth, she's coming from the floor. Yeah. And it's so it was always kind of more irreverent and less like authoritarian about what music is good and bad. It was like and do you think that more was celebratory. more female than male yes. in, in its intent? Um, or in um, its... Actually, you could look back on that and think, well, why couldn't I have been an expert? But the, the clear thing was I didn't have the experience at that mm. time. So I understand where they were coming from. And I was, I did kind of grow into that place that they were at. Also, I think the reason that Makita is, is like, found this about you is because having started in the production side at Radio yes, 1, yes. you couldn't really be there as a, have the airs and graces of being like mm. a superstar or now I'm a DJ and whatever. So you, I always found you carried that through like you were still Annie that yeah. was like in the office yeah. but you happened to just go on the mic every so like, every I was week. so you know grateful mean? for those two years yeah. working behind the scenes because they well, first of all they taught me how a good radio show should be made Definitely. Yeah. they taught me what a producer should do so when mm. I became a DJ I knew how the team should work mm. 
but also, yeah, they they helped me be grounded and real, and and uh, it was you see, very for important. Because I, I I don't really know much about dance music because I'm older. Mm. What I've always, from from my sort of age perspectives, what I've noticed about you mm. or thought about you is you always just seem to be someone who just loves it. <laughs> you just <laughs> love the music, and so it comes from a perspective of inside out. <laughs> Rather than ego out, yeah, you know, rather than I'm here, it's more like, oh my god, check out this tune, it's fantastic, yeah. which is what I really respond to, what that I really like about you, yeah, and that I always think, I think that's what people respond to in you is actually you are, you are sort of resolutely yourself, mm. and I think that's quite a difficult thing to do. And thing to maintain, you know mm. what I mean, Reggie? It's yeah. like, especially in this world, you know, the, the world of media for women, I think, well, for everybody, but, you know, yeah. there's a female prop issue, I think, for us in this, in this world where, you know, there's always somebody from the outside telling you how to look or how yeah. they want you to respond or how they want you to dress. They don't really do that to dudes in the same kind of way. Has that been hard for you to hold on to, Annie? Well, I think what you end up doing, first of all, it only happened for me. Like, I got the show when I was 26. Right. And that's again, that's another thing I'm so grateful for. So I was able to be fucking Egypt. You know, I was able yes. to make all my mistakes and do all mm. that. And then at 26, I was a little bit older and wiser and, and knew, kind of knew more about what I wanted and whatever. I also think that I, you know, I clung to people like Reggie. So when you find people who are real and you know are, are mm-hmm. you know, people you can trust and people who are real, you, you, there's an instinct there to keep them close, yes. you know. So Very important, actually, God, yeah. Yeah, I think. Do you, do, did you feel that responsibility in part, as part of your friendship? Poor Reggie. You? <laughs> it's got no, a lot I of responsibility. No, I, well, look, I'm the eldest sibling in my family and I think there's always uh, a level of, like, you want to protect the people around you yeah. and you want to, like, teach them and help them. So me and Annie lived together. There was only really us two and we felt like mm. it was just us two kind of against the world. So mm. I think, yeah, there's been moments of real talk. No, you're so Real talk, Reggie. <laughs> Real Talk Reggie would say, that person is only talking to you because right. they would think they can, you know, look better beside you or get something off you. Right. And, and, you know, it's never done in, a, in, in any way cool way. It's always yeah. just quite, it's quite, you know, but it's like, I, yeah. think, I think they're not... Yeah. But just, 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 like, just, just watch it. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you also, know, I, think, I think because we both worked in radio and in production, it was also from a, like a creative outlook as well. And yeah. like, does this look right? Or is this the right yeah. thing you want to go to? Yeah. Or, yeah. What, how is that going to advantage you? Is this the you path know? you want to take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, but it's what? interesting because my, my best friend, Nana Cherry, yeah. when she became massively famous, I remember mm. she'd been away on tour for a while and she right. came back. She said something and I went, no. She said, what? I said, no, fuck off, something. Yeah. And she went, oh, my God. And she said, what, little t-? And I said, why are you so emotional? She went, no one said no, no said to no me to for me. four yeah. months. Oh I was like, I haven't seen you. Oh my God. Everybody's just been going, yes, Nana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like kissing her ass. I was going, oh right, God. well. Can I ask, ha- yes. is it all right to have seconds? Yes, have yes. <laughs> No, we probably will get to the fourth. Nam the food, yeah. that's what it's Come called. On. But Thank I wanted you. to talk about ambition because I was always really em- embarrassed to say that I was mm. ambitious. I also didn't mm. think I was because I was so shamed about... Uh, mm. Obviously, my career kind of fell into my lap in a way, and then I started, you know, whatever, working. And, and the more you work, the more you want, I think, and the more you see, yes. the more you're like, yes. okay. The opportunities right. you see, yeah. Yeah, especially when you realise that you're good at something. Right. But yeah. I, I felt so embarrassed. Mainly, actually, more this round of my career a few years ago when I was like... I want to work again. Yeah. I had to say it out loud to myself for like a few weeks before I could even admit it to mum or anyone yeah. or the world. And I, I wonder why we get so embarrassed about ambition or maybe that is just mean. I think it's a combination between Britishness yeah. right. and a, a lack of being able to self-promote 
in any way. And we conflate ambition with kind of self-promotion. And I also think it's being female. There's a thing, women, I think we're, women. Not, we're not meant to want things for ourselves Honestly, outside right. of motherhood and marriage and all of those things. But everybody I know, all the women I know have a problem going, I want success. Yeah, I, I want I, everyone to buy my because, book. I want everyone again, to read. Again, that people conflate that with confidence. Yeah, and I think confidence on women is quite an interesting thing. Yeah. I, I've been asked a lot about that in my life because I did one interview for the Guardian when I was twenty something, and the, it was one of them Q and As, and it was, um, "What are you most proud of?" And I, I answered it quite flippantly, but I just said that I like myself. Right. And I swear to God, ever since then, stop it. Every interview is like so. This you, you like it's yourself. Liking yourself. Tell yeah. me about that. What is so that? You, you seem very confident. Wow. Well, as if that's some sort it's of like an accusation. Yeah, like, but yeah. it's kind of like, and then you kind of find yourself defending yourself that I am confident, like I'm comfortable in my skin, and yeah. you know I'm very lucky, and blah blah. And like you're kind who of I apologizing. Am. <laughs> 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 oh, Jesus. Yeah. I meant to feel like yeah. this. I'm so Isn't that sorry. Awful? But mm. I think ambition is in there somewhere. Mm. It's in that web, mm-hmm. you know, of wanting things for yourself. And now that you're, because uh, you said you're a week apart. So yes. you're both in your yeah. early 40s. Yeah. Has yes. your ambition changed? Does it look different? God, I wish it was early. Ago? We're 45 now, baby. Oh, yeah. 45! Yeah. Yeah, 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 right in the middle! I, ha- I have to say, my 40s have been my favourite decade. Everyone I'm says not it. Gonna lie. Like, and actually, going back to what you were saying, I think it's about being fearless. And I think for the first time in my life, in the last year, now I feel like I can dream big. I mean global universal yeah big. keep going like, I say to my I'm like let's go beat and then she's like okay uh, America I'm like oh not that big yeah. <laughs> yeah. she's like why not yeah actually I'm 39 and turning 40 next year and I've been thinking a lot about like oh right so life actually isn't just forever and if you want to do things right. when are you going to get on yep. with them and that's kind of I think what hey, just <clears throat> well I feel like uh, what's happened to me is it feels like it's it's a mindset so it's a mindset shift it's created a change in me, which then means it's had a change effect on everything mm. around me. Even just being here today, right. like that is a change. I would have overthought this. Mm-hmm. I would have completely overthought this mm-hmm. coming here. Mm. Probably wouldn't have said yes to you about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm. Today is a different day. That's and that, that is part of the change of like thinking bigger and yeah. dreaming bigger, allowing yourself to dream. Changing your la- vibration. Completely. My frequency mm. is... My frequency yeah, is nice my frequency. right now. Oh, but, but that stuff really matters. It Your really does. Yeah. It does it really what does. you put out God in the world, yeah. how you vibrate, how, how, you... how open you are to Yes, things. and what yeah. you invite in yes. with yes. the words that you speak and, mm. the, and what you put out there, how you mm-hmm. treat other human beings, mm-hmm. how you treat yourself. People, people take the cue of how to treat you, how you treat yourself. Right. If you're sitting around mm-hmm. beating yourself up, calling yourself names, having a terrible exactly. time, people will treat you like shit. Oh, uh, Andy, let me, let me share something. Sorry, I have to share this. Yeah. Yeah. My therapist told so, me this like about four months ago. Game changer. She was like, you know why you get discriminated against or why you feel like you get discriminated against or you feel you're in this situation is because you discriminate against yourself. And I went, wait, well, what do you what? mean? Well, I, I don't discriminate against myself. And she went... What you're doing is you're, you've had all of this discrimination baggage forever mm, yeah. and you've never realised it, but you've taken it on. Mm. So you see yourself how they see how you. How they see you. Right. And then that's how you present yourself. Mm. Yeah. She did that next day. She was like, someone, for a week, I want you to present yourself the way you think that you are, like you want to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking well, to yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Speaking to myself in the mirror. Telling yourself you could deserve good things. And yeah, that's well, hard. It's hard. No, just really like, hard. Just really even looking at yourself and saying, you're beautiful. Like, yeah. Yeah. are you crazy? Yeah. Like, how it's do hard. I say that? Isn't it funny how quickly we go, oh, don't be ridiculous, don't be silly. Yeah, like, nah. yeah. but game changer. I remember when I first started having therapy years ago, mm. my therapist saying to me, what, do you walk down the road and call yourself names? And I went, oh, how do you know that? Yeah. How do you know that? I've never told anybody that. And she said, lots of people do that. I was like, right. do they? Right. I thought it was just me, you yeah. know. And it was a facet of my eating disorder and some of the right. problems I was having. Yeah. So I would literally, and I didn't really know I was doing it. And she put it into words and I went, oh my God, I do do that. And then how do you know that? Yeah. And I had to like learn how to stop doing that and change the internal tape, yeah, the, right. the, the words yeah. that I spoke to myself. Yeah. And the way the world changed when that happened was astonishing yeah. to me. I couldn't believe it's it. It's also really quick, isn't it? I, mm. I'm, yeah. I had a lot talking about um, men being slightly, um, feeling a certain way about mm. women being successful or wanting success. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I was very successful, really young, and all the boys around me would just make jokes about it, make it very mm. small, yeah. pretend mm. it wasn't a thing. So you felt like you had to do so, the same? No, so I was like, yeah, I'm not even really successful. I'm not really, I'm not on a big Shut TV show. It doesn't I'm matter. Not, and yeah. I don't really have a career. Bang, then I didn't. Do you know ah, what I mean? Ah, like it went okay. because I didn't believe yeah. I should have. You it. can talk yourself. Or that it even was a thing. Talk yourself in and out yeah. of anything. Mm, Suddenly I was like, oh, now I have nothing. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I managed to do that. Wow. Then it was just my thoughts didn't believe that anything was real. So mm. I'm so happy we're having this conversation about what changing your frequency can actually do. It's fascinating. It. Because it is physics. It's mm. actual physics. Mm. It's the law. It's the law. Oh, it's law. It's law. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. you just said Red you really struck a note with me of um how hard it is when you look at it and actually yeah. the things that make you cry like the things that bring a tear to your eye the things yeah. that make you feel like you're five years old telling yourself you're beautiful oh. that you matter all of those things and I've, I've always said to people the most insidious thing about discrimination for me yeah. is not the names that people call me or, or you used to call me when I was a kid at school or all of that stuff. It's that I believed it yeah. and that I yeah. held it and it's, it's the, and then internalized it and then put that back out. And I think that was 
the most that is the most terrible consequence of discrimination or bigotry or whatever it you know for whatever Completely. reason that you're yeah. having that situation yeah. is that you hold it in your spirit yeah. and you hold it in your heart and to divest yourself of that takes work right it does take work and i you know i was i was committed to it Oh, and, yeah. I, and I and I did it, and I saw the change happen. Uh, it's like, it's the process of kind of getting to know yourself all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of meeting a new version. Yeah. Well, it's always been there, obviously, yeah. but it's kind of like getting rid of the... It must be so much clarity. I Well, you know, I say this to you all the yeah, time, but I, I feel... So I, this is the calmest I've ever felt in my life. Who is this therapist and where is she? Honestly, <laughs> Reggie's got her very busy now. I, 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 she's introduced everyone in this little No, 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 I hear Obviously, you. Honestly, it's like plagiarism. I just tell everybody her advice. Oh, no, it's beautiful, though. It's beautiful. It's good to share it. I do want to say, while we're at this point in this conversation, that, you know, however you two both feel about yourselves and the success and what you've done, Please know that when mm. you were both on TV and everything that you've done, and even if it wasn't on TV, even if it was just out and about, you guys have always been inspiring. Yes. Like, to see you, I remember yes. Andy seeing you, and I remember meeting you, and I just, you know what, to see, to have gone through colorism and see somebody who's dark-skinned mm. and be represented, and a woman, mm-hmm. was just, but I, I feel like it as well, but it gave you hope, options, and it gave you dreams. You know what I mean? And I thought that was so important. And seeing you on E4, I remember that, just being like, wow. Yeah. You know, it it, it was that. that so, so thank nice. you. But like, you. maybe you might hear it more now or maybe you heard it already. But I wanted to say that because I think you. it really made it really a means a lot. To it does make really a difference. It means a lot to me because, you mm. know, back then, so you're, you guys are 45, you're about to turn 40. I'm 60. Yeah. I turned 60 this year. Congratulations. And yes. yeah. it really does just get better all the time, girls. Yes. I'm here to tell I'm you. So <laughs> so it really does. It's extraordinary. Mm. I feel... The best I've ever felt in life. And I never expected that. I right. never expected to be 60 going, woo, what is yeah. the next? And feeling my full height. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. my batty and oh, feeling yeah. good and yes. And, oh, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yes, Literally. I do. Oh, my walking God. walking down the road thinking, mm-hmm, like how that's right, that's correct. <laughs> Yes, thank you very much. But, but do you think it's because you've let go of some yes. of the stuff that we were talking about? I've divested myself now. so much stuff. I am yeah, free now. now. Yeah, that's it. That's freedom. how I feel. Freedom. I, I am free freedom. now. And I think I also, I just, yeah. I've learned so much. You know, every year of life, I feel so grateful. And you know, the older we get, the more people we've lost, mm, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone around this table has lost people that were really important to them. Yeah. And the, uh, the more you lose people, the more you value life. Mm. And the moments, it's like every day. What is it Aunt Enid says? Oh, my God, we went to, um, we were in Antigua. And my, we hand-delivered my mum's cookbook to, to my, aunt, my aunt, she, mom. She comes out of her door and me and my mum and my cousin Sullivan were walking out the road and she just went, oh, thank God for life. Oh. That's what she said. Oh, and we every that. morning. Oh, and she's God 88 on a cane. And she lost her husband this year of 60 years. Oh. And she said, thank God, God for, for life. life. And I was like, right. Oh, I need and, to keep that. Oh, right. it's beautiful. And then she sat with my book, like, running her fingers over all yeah. of the pictures and the stories and her, her mother's recipes, the recipe oh, that's in the yeah. book. And I, I, you know, that was like one of the most important moments ever for me yeah. to see my auntie, see yeah. my mum with my book, you know. Yeah. I loved writing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you love it, right, Annie? Um, I do love writing. It kind of felt like coming home, weirdly. I didn't know how it was going to feel to write a book, but I'd always wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a novel, right? 
It's a novel, yeah. Yeah, but not yeah, yeah. So, uh, but but also more than one. Are you you're yeah, writing? There's two. Yeah, there's, there's two. two. Just about your second, yeah. second one just yeah. came out. So yeah, it was the first one was um was a, like a, a kind of direct reaction to turning forty and being like. I want to live, I want to do more, my job is great, but I feel like a little like I'm coasting. I just felt like I wasn't serving the audience I had enough. Like, I felt like I should have been out at every gig. I should be trawling the blogs for the best, you know, the new hot thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like uh, kind of in the throes of young motherhood, uh, as in the kids were young, and was kind of just very stressed and didn't feel like I had enough time to give to Radio 1 and also felt like I'd been doing it for 17 years oh my God. and maybe it was good to... Time. Right. But it's so I had an hard. urge to learn. Basically. Yes. I wanted to learn and something. transition. New, new. Thank mm. you. But how hard is it to leave somewhere like Radio One? I didn't find it hard, and I think that's because I was there for so long, mm. and I felt like I'd kind of done everything I wanted to do there. So I kind of gave this line when I was leaving um, about like leaving the party when it's still happening, like the kind right. of. And it really, honestly, it really felt like that. Like it was good. It was good vibes, and I liked the idea of leaving while I had goodwill, and it, that was reciprocated. And while and the party's still good, you don't want to be the you don't want to be there at the end with the tizer and the whiskey, do you? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to go while shit in the corner, finish <laughs> a glass of champagne. And when I left I had been like the, my book my first book was out so I'd, right. I'd spent the last couple of years at Radio 1 kind of squirreling time trying to write this novel I went on a writing course oh, you did. Uh, for six months and that helped me was so, that about structure and how to really craft and, yeah exactly yes. I was like the most nerdy mature student ever I was like teacher like I was, oh, I was, I loved my teacher so much. Yes. I, it was such a buzz to learn. What a lovely new. It was thing. such yeah. a buzz, yeah. And it was, it was just mine. It was a beautiful thing to feel. It like was I'm such a buzz again. to learn, and also it was quite, it felt quite indulgent. Especially because you had children. Was, I felt needed. There was a lot of need. And like, yes, yes. Asking children. For stuff. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people, yeah. production teams, and yeah. agents and. Asking just, for and, stuff. And, and the career was so busy and we kept taking things on that were great, but not really things I'd kind of dreamt of doing. You know, you kind of get swept away. So mm. we started doing, I had this brand called AMP, Animat Presents. We started putting on conferences, entire conferences oh, yeah. in London. Oh like, my God, I remember. With, where we like the whole of Camden is full of gigs and we're curating all these gigs and all these talks. And, and it was, it was a lot. I was doing festivals. It was like, this was my time. Yeah. Just for me. And I no oh, one knew. And feeding another bit of your intellect. Right. Exactly. So Mother, Mother, my first book kind of came out of those couple of years. And mm. then I left Radio 1 and gave myself a bit more time to write. Which was actually quite hard because then I had like five hours a day to write. And yeah. I was like, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, I'd go and make myself a cup of tea. Totally, you're like, oh, so I just have to do this now. Yeah. 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 And also forgot that I'd left, like, I'm naturally, like, completely extrovert and love being around people and love working with people. And I've always done that. And suddenly I just, the loneliest job in the world. Right. I'm sat in a fucking shed at the end of my garden on my own with just rattling around my own brain. Yeah, I found that really hard. You settled into it, though, a rhythm. I did. Well, and I've also kind of learned that I need now to kind of make sure that I have people and I have you know I'm seeing people and I'm going out of the house and going for walks and meeting oh, yeah, people. Don't you remember we were talking about this uh, the beauty of having a life and yes. I think I swear to god it's freelance 
It's freelance. It makes you feel like there yep. is nothing you should ever do other than get to the next job or go to work yeah. or build something next. Right. And say yes. yes. Keep saying yes say to yes. everything. You can't, yes. you can't justify yeah. having an afternoon off. God, yeah. no. So what, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Go visit a mate. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I should be making sure a new project's starting. And we were talking about that when, when I saw it at the beginning of the year. We mm. were like, yeah. it's nice to just give yourself a life. And mm. now I've got really into like a bike ride on my own mm. for a few hours. Oh, gorgeous. It's just like, why not? Mm. You got to Ali Pally, don't you? That's Nikita's like touchstone. Ali Pally she goes up to the top yes do you guys have this okay so um, Oprah talks about um, this incredible they ask her well, her favourite guest she ever interviewed and she's like well that's quite a lot of people it's like 35,000 people and she says it was this incredible woman who went through hell um, in Nigeria I think it was as a child she was married abused raped and mm. bore five or six children but she kept trying to go to school long story short she gets herself to school and she goes back to this rock in Nigeria to say I got myself to school mm. I taught myself to write mm. it's happening and then her story evolves and she basically becomes a professor and she's still, everything she does, every achievement or everything that just she said she was going to do, you were saying, she goes back to the rock. And my rock is Ali Pally. <laughs> wow. I don't know why. She's like, Mom, I'm going to the rock. I need to go. Oh Ali Pally when I've done this. That's amazing. But, but, if, that. but I think a touchstone is good or, or at least somewhere to go, I did this now. Yeah. And yeah. I want to do this now. Yeah. To have that conversation with yourself. It's, it's, it's good. Important. You know, because we're talking about ambition and mm. actually getting, you know, well, you are ambitious, and I think we all are around this mm, table. I yeah. want things for myself, and I want yeah. more. I want the world to be bigger. I want to inhabit more of it and see more right. of it. Do and things from more feel people, the yeah. whole thing while I'm here and alive. Because yes. you know, it's a brief moment, and then we're dead. You know, you can get so caught up in that that you don't take a moment to savour the joy oh, of what you've achieved. I've had an epiphany about ambition, right? Because you, you kind of when you think ambition, you think. Pencil skirts, heels, yeah. working girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and like, just like, you also think up, like working up, right. next rung on the ladder, yeah. harder, bigger, yeah. more yeah. tickets, more fucking listeners, all that shit. Mm, yeah. But actually, I have become ambitious for something completely different. Yes. So it's the idea of still being ambitious, but for being ambitious for what is best for you your at soul that time. And your so heart. I am ambitious for contentment. Yes. And for, and for a sense of wanting to learn. So the, kind of stimulation like mm. my brain to be stimulated to be learning all the time but mm. also a kind of overall sense of contentment and it's like okay so how can I work to get that it changes what you do I have right. this thing I call it breathing the good clean air at the top of the mountain mm. that feeling every now and again you know when you do it you think ah, oh. you feel your lungs fill up yeah. with this sense of possibility mm. and a kind of uh, settling mm. it's like I can feel it's settling in my bones do you know what I mean and it's like a moment of stillness before I move again and move into the next thing I that I'm going to do that. do you know so what you I mean have, so that's your rock that, that's my rock and that's why I go to Halle Pally's it's high up it is a mountain it yeah. is <laughs> and I love that you can see the city. You know, yes. I'm, I'm a, yeah. you know you need, what I mean? Yeah, because you, you, you see feel yourself in it then. Yes. You feel grounded. You know your place. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I don't have kids. I'm not married. Mm. And that's never been, like, massively important to me. But having to admit to myself now that it's something I want, mm. God, yeah. that's been really, to you, but really Because you have done that without The Rock. I mean, The I, Rock... I, I, haven't my, my, I haven't gone to The Rock to say Oh, my it God. Yet. Okay. So. Have you not said it at The Rock? No, so when you say it at The Rock, it's indelible. Do you, Lakita, do you equate being married and having to, would you, do you think those two things have to be the same? No, but I do want both and I know how you feel about marriage. I mean, it's all right. No, she's she's, she's, what a self. I'm not against it for other people. I just can't be asked. Right. Mm -hmm. So how did you feel, Annie? (laughs) (laughs) 
I was 100% with Andy. I was yeah, not yeah. involved at all about getting married. I had two children out of wedlock. Oh, so, <laughs> right, so you were. <laughs> I know. So you're, so you're with your partner and still didn't think about that. Still oh, yeah. No, right. no, no, no desire to be married. And then they, I let them have his name. I don't know why we do that. It's, it's annoying. Yeah. My, um, don't worry, my mum didn't. I'm an Oliver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that about you. I fucking did the labour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, yeah. mate. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so I let them have his name. I didn't take his name. So it's kind of five years down the line from having kids. And I was just like, I want to have their name. And I was also 39. And part of me was like, it'd be kind of fun to get married now. Because yeah. we're, we're like, we're in it. This is it. I know yeah. this is it. I love a party. It was quite like logistical. It was kind of like, am I ever going to be able to have a party? Of course I am. I can justify having a party I mean, anytime, as you know. I've been most of your career. Yeah. <laughs> how, you know, how can I devise another party? Let's get married and invite everyone we love. Mm. So I had three weddings. I know. I went <laughs> you had three weddings. I had one, like, little one, you know, in the registry office. See, that, I, I can respect that. That was amazing. <laughs> that was, <laughs> then I had a... Abitha wedding. Yeah, big yeah. fatty. And then I had a big rave in London. Fatty. Three, so yeah. two fatties and a small one. <laughs> yeah, two fatties and a small I like one. it. I like it. So, I'm not, I'm, I mean, if I was going to do it, it would be along those kind Think of lines. Think of the party, I, would say. I mean, I'll just have the party. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I don't, you don't want have the, legal, the legally bought the legal Can binding. Can I just say, though, okay, can we just also right. add that Annie found a brilliant, wonderful, kind man? You oh, have mate. a lovely yeah. husband. Yeah. I've met Tom him. Tom is the guy. He's really... Yeah, I met him. Lovely. Yeah, he's Sweet, good, kind, lovely man, I felt. Yorkshire man. This is interesting, because you've got two boys, right? I do. I mean, it's a funny world right now. You know, we're trying to get grow men who are not toxic and awful. Mm, but, I mean, you've got a great a man in the house I have a great man them. in the house who's, who's a very good role model. What do you think a about? And, it, yeah. you know, is very happy. You know, I am a working mum and I always go on about it to them, like, how much I enjoy my work and how right. important it is for me to work. They see that. That's nice. It's quite equal at home. Yeah. Well, um, okay, to be brutally honest, I probably do more of the domestic work at home. Yeah, Picking up say. pants. <laughs> I think I do. Really? I think I'd like to think that it was equal, but it's not for lack of, I don't know. Uh, do you know what? I think it's taken time for you both to adjust to how that works because you are both at so different levels. And he's and like, six years, and seven years younger than me. Yeah. So I have to remember that he's uh, I'm a bit... Still growing. He's still growing. <laughs> Yeah, and like it's funny, that's the joke. He's like, look, I was able to, you know, I booked a guy to come and fix the boiler and it's fixed. See? Gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to celebrate that. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. And, yeah, yeah. I, and, I, and, and like this thing about being a mum that I've learned is that you have your ways of doing things, which are obviously right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he has his way of doing things, which are not your way. I'm not mm. going to say they're wrong, but, but they're his not way. your way. So you, well, if you want him to do the shit, you have to relinquish control and let him do the ah, shit. His, his way. way. Except the outcome. And there outcome. you go. Secrets yeah. to a happy marriage. Which means, Mac. thank you. Which means you. McDonald's for dinner. Obviously, it's the musical love story of our time, Annie Merck and Toddly T. Yeah. Oh, right. Did you meet interviewing him? Um, I met him for the first time at Fabric, I think. Okay. And then I, like, the flirtation started when he came in to Radio 1 and I interviewed him. So and that then is I, on tape. Uh, that is on tape. Oh, my God. <laughs> so sweet. What a thing to have, though. It's Early on tape. flirtation with your husband on tape. Yeah, it's mortifying. <laughs> 
and then he had this thing called TTV, which was his own YouTube channel. Yeah. And he interviewed me at Warehouse Project. I remember. And, and that was even, because that was on video and it was even more for a day. That's nowhere to be found. What, thank God. What, what, did, what did Annie yeah. say about him when, in the early days of meeting? Did she say, I like someone? You knew yeah, I, I mean, him. I knew him anyway as well. It was just obvious they both like liked each other and it was just cute. And she deserved to be with somebody. I was like, nice. for her because the thing is, when she was single, she's always ringing me every day, and, and I was getting all of her attention. So, had you been single for a minute? No, not oh. at all. I was going out with someone for three years, the end of my 20s, who mm. was, he was a radio producer at Radio 1, and then I split up with him when I was 30, and went out with some other guy, a very nice DJ guy, for a bit, on and off for a year. And then I was with T, so it was like, bam, 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 straight. Wow. And I'd no, with T, I was like, there's no way this is going to last. He actually was the one who was like... Why are you being so fixated with age? I don't care. Why yeah, should you? Like, care. Stop caring. And I was like, one, that's I was like why. yeah, but when I'm 40, you're going to be 33. So I couldn't stop projecting about what it would be like yeah. in the future. Yeah, um, fear. Fear. Um, also, it's the culture of it as well. Like women completely. aren't really supposed to date completely. men who are younger. It's like, completely. Completely. It's the other way around. It's a crock of shite. It's the other way around. No one would have thought about it. Neither would you, neither would he. Nobody would have thought about it. Seven years is actually much. I think that's most of my auntie and uncles that it's like seven years, but because it's the man that's older. Discuss it. But yeah, so then oh, uh, we went on to have kids mm. and yes. Reggie's the fairy godmother of the kids. Oh. This is, honestly, this is my favourite story ever. And he's not religious, and so I was always hoping that somebody would let me be their godmother because <laughs> I'm like desperate for kids <laughs> and being around kids. I should never ask me, and I just thought oh, that's a bit weird, but I'll stop hinting anyway. Uh, and I think I did actually ask you. Yeah, I just thought like it's so hypocritical if I don't, if yeah. I'm not like, religious. I didn't. Yeah. I felt like you it was said that kind of weird. Oh yeah, godparents. Yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But then you should tell a story because you were there. I mean, I don't. They told you and not me the story. Really, my youngest basically was like, "Is Reggie my very godmother?" And I was like, "Yes, she is." They'd gone to school or something, and I think they were talking about godparents, and they were like, do we have one or anything? Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, that was it, yeah. And then uh, he was like, well, who's our godmother? And uh, and then Riley was like, I think Reggie should be our godmother, because she's our fairy godmother. Yeah. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh. But to be called a fairy yeah. godmother, it's <laughs> also, so, to be, so on point. <laughs> to, be, to be chosen by the child is yeah. the greatest honour. Yeah. I've oh, been chosen babe. twice by two kids. Oh, really? That's so lovely. And they called Mabel, do? now his youngest, yeah. Yeah. called oh, me when she was sweetie. 11, about 10 or 11, and her Nana and Cam had been flying a lot. Mm. And Mabel went, what happens if one of these planes goes down? That's so Mabel. And Nana went... I suppose you'd go to your godmother or godfather. And yeah. she said, and who's that? And she went, you haven't got one. <laughs> and Mabel went, oh, my God. Like, got really panicky. And yeah. I said, well, why don't you just choose one? Yeah. So she called me and she said, will you be my godmother? Oh, my God. That is so... And I just was like... 11 years old as well. Yeah. Like, really, oh and God. I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, Nana came on the phone. She went, you're crying. And then my new, newest goddaughter, who was amazing as well, who's another incredible singer, actually. She mm. had a godmother, but she hadn't seen seen her for like 12 years or something she yeah. said to her dad I need a new godmother because I don't even see that woman yeah. and he said do you think Andy she said do you think Andy would be my godmother and he went call her oh. so she I went and I met her we were just doing a thing and she said I need to talk to you and I thought my god what's happened something right. awful and she was like will you be my godmother and again I started crying I'm gonna change my Instagram bio to uh, Fair op- appointments open <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah, to, I need yeah. to let people number, know. Number number two, if you want me to be your godmother. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. You, family's really important to you, Reggie. Yeah, I think it always has been. And I think it's just, it's community, isn't it? Yes. Like, it's the first people you love. It's the first people you learn from. It's the first people who really rip you apart and yeah. teach you about yourself. 
they're your first mirrors as well. Do you mm. know what I mean? And I think I took that in my life and that's how I, I try to treat everybody in my circle as family. Mm. So that's why I think when I moved to London as well, and um, me and Annie became friends, like it was straight away was like, we're family. Like yeah. it, we'd never said it, but we just knew it. You're you know, a very familial we energy yes. though. Yes. Yes. We are, yes. I mean, literally, I mean, you started talking about Tupperware when you were 30 <laughs> seconds in the door. <laughs> yeah. to me, it's no, a signifying. Totally. You know, there are signs for people, I'm like, I yeah. like you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. an energy. And I think you're naturally, a re you're really naturally a nurturer. Like yeah. it's in you to do that. It's part of who you are. I feel like that family that you make is really interesting to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. We both arrived here together separately from different places yeah. and it's kind of like, you, you know, that stuff is what makes, you have to make a new home where you are. Like yeah. if this is going to be your home, what is home? Home is family. So mm -hmm. you have to construct that out of what you've got. Yes. Yeah. And there's something really beautiful about the people you choose. And, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we have so many mutual friends and, yeah. and mm -hmm. the, they've been our friends for a very long time. Yeah. And that's like sort of 15, 20 years now. Oh my God. Um, and I was wondering <laughs> if you had friendships that are even further back yes. Yes. still in your life like core old school yes. primary yeah, school does, yeah. I do really I do well. I've got two girls who I've known since I was four. Oh yeah who I still see that's really amazing because they know you inside out they know everything about you all of your family, your family's dramas, everything yeah and they share your history yeah it's mm. beautiful now that you kind of were talking about like changing I, I suppose intent I've been thinking about this a lot haven't we mm. not what are we doing next why mm. and how yeah interesting the why, not, yeah. let's do a podcast but why mm. yeah and let's uh, it's so important this. what's yes, the intention so why? 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 I wish I'd, I wish mm. I'd thought of that a lot earlier I just found Oprah the earlier word. I think oh, yeah. I just <laughs> Oprah. She just saved my life three years ago. Yeah, Have but, you ever met Oprah, by the way? No. Oh my God, imagine. Okay. I went to Maya Angelou. I went to Maya Angelou's house. No. <laughs> what? I went to Maya Angelou's house and interviewed her. And then oh I said God. to her, do you know a really good restaurant? She invited us back for dinner that night. No, yeah, she yeah, did. Yeah. We had dinner. Me and my friend Nick had dinner. And we sat in her like summer house. And she told me stories about Chicago's. Oh and my God, Beautiful Andy. things. Yeah, I, I literally, it was that the most no. extraordinary night of my life. I was just like that. Oh. You should write that down. She told me something that I will never forget. Every time she went to write a new book, she would have to check herself into a really, really shit motel. Yeah. She said, not a hotel, but a mm. motel. Mm. Because, and it had to be really bad, because if there was anything on the wall, even a vague thought about art, she would stand there looking at that instead of writing. Right. So she'd have to turn the fire instructions to the wall, and wow. she was like, the only way she could write. And every time she went to write a new book, she thought she was going to get found out to be a fraud. She was like, this is the time. You know that voice, she has that incredible voice. Yeah. I always thought this was the time they would discover that I was a fake. And I was like... Angelo even. Yeah, yeah, if the doctor, yeah. if the good doctor even yeah. thought yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. then we all can allow ourselves that, that fluctuation, that flurry Completely. of nerves and, and yeah. insecurity yeah. and do it anyway yeah it's that what that is Love it's that. a lesson in endurance it's like yes. if you endure if you if you have the intent and you know you're doing what you intend to do and you endure then you will always i think succeed yeah. it's something we've really had to think about yeah like what is being more successful and what is having more and, and what, what does that really mean more of what and more of what exactly, exactly. and i think yeah. it's completely changed the things we do i think just after the caribbean it just changes when you make work that is felt and it makes mm. you never want to not do that again. Exactly. Yeah. Everything must be meaningful. Yes. Yes. Or well, else what's the point? This has been meaningful. This really has oh, been meaningful. You are so... And that was great, <laughs> wasn't it? That was great, wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't that good? From one broadcaster to another. <laughs> <laughs> I... Ratings! Ratings! Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs>
Thank you for being here today. <laughs> thank you for having us. Oh, so, thank you for bringing Thank you so much. I had tears in my eyes when Reggie said that to us about how important seeing us in both of our careers on screen, what it meant to her as a woman of colour. It means a lot to have something said to you like that from women that you respect in the world Mm. that you've worked in and they know know how hard it is to make impact and... Mm to feel valued mm. and to, I, sometimes I'm like you know what if someone like Reggie and Annie think I'm doing the right things then I'm doing the right things yeah you know I think that was two of my favourite hours I've ever spent with people <laughs> yeah. that was the most wonderful time I'm a, a little bit more in love with both of them yeah a little bit more in love with Annie and I've fallen in love with Reggie and then a little bit more in love with the idea of asking people we love to bring someone they love yes. I'm like oh my god now I know Reggie she's down the road yeah she's a producer in my industry She's got. She's a wonderful, kind, loving woman. Her grandpa. She's just gone to see her grandparents' bench, which is just up the road. Like yeah. It's, it's like all these connections happen, mm. unexpected kind of bridges to humanity and to each other that are so lovely and what like they, it's like it literally warms the cockles of my heart. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Rachel. Brightening up our world. Come today. back soon. Yeah. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.